Creed's journal entry number six. This adventure is already proving to be quite different than our last. I can honestly say I never expected to come across a naked gnomish man. He must have been on something he smoked. But he ended up on the end of Mr. Mad's spear. It picks the drunken gnome off his feet and sends him through the air like X-Men wire physics and sticks him right into a tree. <laughs> and his little feet are just dangling there limp. That's what seems to happen when people attack Mads, but also when they don't attack him. Because there was another incident when we arrived at the gnomish town. Some ugly kind of fellow was prophesying and claiming he might have been responsible for the mountain's disappearance. The prophecies state that this is the location of where the green gods will come down. I have foreseen that those who disrespect my mountain will be brought to justice, and you, sir, have done such, and my glaive will be brought down from my shoulder on top of him. Oh my god. So, Madge didn't take kindly to that. Turns out it was all just a scam, best we could tell. It's time for them to offer their gifts unto the stars. Bring your gold, bring your jewels. No, I don't, I don't think that we're going to do that. That feels like some sort of a grift. So Madge killing him really did those gullible gnomes a favor, I reckon. Anyway, we also met an old gnomish fella who decided to tag along with us. Ferdos, you see a very thin, small trail of smoke coming out of your pocket. <laughs> I, I start to like pat it down, Ouch. but like soft enough that it doesn't like kill him or anything. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, you really knocked the wind out of me there. I'm sorry. I thought my nipple was burning. <laughs> Oh, don't mind me. I'm just having a smoke real quick and let you guys talk it over. Well, don't chief. Pass it around. <laughs> <laughs> we found the trail of our tiefling's wagon again, and so we began pursuing them deeper into the south. I suspect they'll inevitably lead us right to their final destination. Wherever that is. <laughs> Time to Die Podcast Network presents The Giant's March. The road is long, but the world is small. I need you all to roll survival checks for me. Would you accept a survival debit card? <laughs> wow. Fuck. Man, where's my dice from last night? The good one that rolled well. <laughs> Two. All right. Start off strong tonight. <laughs> Mads got 12, Ferdos got 17, but... Uh, Cena got two. You guys have been traveling for about five days since that adventure in the rinky-dink town. 
somewhere along the line within the last couple of days, Cena. Everything was going fine until you made camp one night and you decided to go fetch some water. And you found yourself at this stream as you were filling your canteens or basin or whatever you were filling. Uh, you happened to glance down and notice that you were standing in some sort of hive or nest. And uh, these things were all over your leg. I think this stuff is probably whatever the bee things are vicious enough to probably you would assume bloat a fucking gnome up <laughs> to a balloon <laughs> but given your size your leg is just real swollen and it's gonna be itching for a long time for for at least the next two to three days so you're still dealing with that everybody else i think made off okay and uh according to the map you guys are in more foresty area than you were up north, and there's some hills off to your right. You guys are still plodding along, heading south, following this road. I hope your leg heals, cousin. It would be a shame if we would have to cut it off. You would likely not survive in that situation. Mads, I seriously doubt that we're going to have to cut my leg off. I'm just saying, making conversation, as it were. Thank you, Mads. Thank you. You're welcome. If we were in a better place, I might have something that could treat it. Um, back in the Dalek Skag, the mud was particularly good at treating bee stings, but uh, here, no such luck. If you do lose your leg, I wouldn't mind writing a song about it. Just in memory. I'm not going to lose my leg. It just stings. <laughs> I am also interested in a leg-losing song. Well, I could write a leg-losing song regardless of whether she loses her leg or not. Well, it would be more meaningful if we waited to find out and then go. Mm, I had a buddy that lost his leg. <laughs> Ferdos hears from his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot you were in there. Yeah. Got taken by a wild animal. Was the leg the only thing he lost? No, lost his pecker too. <laughs> it was actually still attached to the leg. Interesting anatomy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> The more time I spend with you, the more I learn about gnomes that I did not know before. Yeah, that's canon now. We're gonna roll with that. But I didn't particularly want to know, I would like it noted. I think you're a little bit small to describe it as a canon. Yes, let's get a move on. You guys... You guys, uh, the road cuts through this little forest and then the trees open up into a large prairie. You see a big circular field some miles across. Its perimeter entirely surrounded by forest. But what's peculiar is that there's a large natural arch formation made of stone right in the center amidst the grass and flowers. This rugged asymmetrical archway stands about 30 feet 
similar to the size of a doorway back in the giant city of Obergard. And directly beneath the stone archway stands a large bushy chestnut tree. As you approach, as this road kind of goes by it, you notice some rustling in the lower branches of this tree. Leaves and nuts begin to fall out of it, but the shroud of branches is so thick you can't make out what's inside until finally out plummets a creature like you've never seen before. The back half is large and cat-like with shimmering black fur and the front half, in place of where the cat's head would be, is the torso of a man with equally shimmering black hair. It's swept and tied in the back, cascading down his shoulders. On his torso of the man's torso, you see a large traveler's pack and draped over the cat's body, you see something like bulky saddlebags. This cat centaur plunges out of the tree, jostling its saddlebags, shakes off some leaves, turns to notice you giants looming over him and says, Good gracious! You are so tall! Fuck me! What sort of evil creature are you? Evil? No, I am a half-man and half-pussy. Yes, and you have already offered us the sex, and I feel as though you are an evil creature trying to tempt us. Cousins, we must destroy it. No temptation, but if I was going to, I would be interested in her. And he gestures towards Sina and says, You are so pretty. What is your name? (laughs) Sina has her hand on her crossbow. And she goes, That's for me and them to know and you to never find out. You are so pretty. Especially here, where you are the prettiest on your cute little nose. Let's, let's, I think, I think, you know what, Mads? You know what I said about think first, destroy later? (laughs) (laughs) Mads will already have his sword out. Or his axe. I think he has an axe. I'm sorry. It's been so long since we played this. Holy shit. I have a glaive. Bro, she's just not that into you. You're not my type in any way. In any way. (laughs) I'm not even sure if you're your own type. You're kind of, uh... (laughs) Do you think it is possible for either half of you to live separate from each other? Tragically, we could never be together anyway, for you are so tall and I am half pussy. Could you please not say that anymore? (laughs) (laughs) How close is this thing to her? Oh, quite a ways off. Okay. She's gonna like, yes, that's, yes, it's so, it's so tragic. I can't, I cannot fathom anything (laughs) 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 I cannot fathom anything more heartbreaking what brings you who are so tall and violent to this area of my land where I delivered large package well we can see from here it's not that large I throw a javelin at him that's enough sexual innuendo for me (laughs) (laughs) So that's a 21 with the javelin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to roll a dexterity here. Uh, I think the the javelin singes right past his head and takes off some strands of his hair like the part where it was tied in a ponytail at the bottom holding it all together it now falls loose 
and that part drops to the ground. <laughs> Blows in the wind. <laughs> he's uh, he's immediately going to say, Well, gotta go, deliver package, bye! And take off running away from you. For, he's headed further down the road. Ugh. Nasty. I did not appreciate him. As soon as you leave giant country, things get very weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just... Uh. Is the whole world like this? I really hope not. Why didn't he just say that he was half cat? It's even less syllables. It's an easier thing to say. I don't understand. I think there's just someone who's really fucked up in charge of him. That's... (laughs) (laughs) That's the best explanation I could come up with. That is the case. We should kill his masters. <laughs> I'm in that statement, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go and uh, retrieve my javelin from the tree. Okay. Cena's gonna take out her canteen and wash her hands <laughs> like she. <she's... laughs> I did not like what just happened. I'm gonna pray to Opiander the god of resurrection and renewal um <laughs> opiander i hope you hear these words that we could restart this day and forget this <laughs> <laughs> these moments that just happened and strike them from my memory if you if you hear my prayers just send a refreshing breeze or complete silence <laughs> 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 Thank you. You hear a crow <laughs> cawing in the distance. A crow will also work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was. Shall we carry on? Please, I would like to forget that that ever happened. Please. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely putting him in a song. If you use any word besides cat, there will be consequences. <laughs> and also, I would like for you to know that I'm that I have command of several well-known and very lethal poisons, and that if you mention me in connection with him, uh, I will not hesitate to use them. So, <laughs> looks like tonight might be the night the music dies. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one, Matt. I didn't know he knew how to laugh. Oh, he laughs quite often. Mainly at people dying. Well, you could say not at traditional things. Not necessarily just people dying. Have you ever seen a gnome trying to escape a polar bear? Hilarious. (laughs) Hey, remember that sound that goblin made when when I threw him to you and you... You hid it uh, out of the town. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. As you march on, you eventually come to a clearing in the forest. Again, you're standing atop a small ridge line with stone steps leading down into a bustling Nomus village. It seems the entire village was built around an old giant's outpost. In the center, 
is what appears to be the remains of a giant's watchtower, a square stone base with wood beams fixed upon it. But the upper wooden half of the tower is probably lost to time. Still, it stands tall even above your heads. To the left and the right of the tower are some old giant-sized buildings, or what remains of them anyway, which seem to be still in use by the townsfolk. And beyond the watchtower, you see a third giant-sized building that still seems to be in use. But besides these four weathered giant structures, the clearing is just filled with little gnomish houses and shops. I actually have a map, so I'm going to post that real quick. Mads will uh, elbow Furtis and say, It is too bad we don't have a polar bear. <laughs> and he'll laugh. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I'm going to wild shape into a polar bear. (laughs) (laughs) This whole uh, area carved out of the trees is standing before you. What do you guys want to do? It looks like, uh, aside from just people wandering the streets and stuff, it looks like there's activity in the watchtower over at the tavern and then not much at the town hall as it's becoming kind of evening. Sun is starting to set. Perhaps we should go and ask them if they've seen anything. Sina <laughs> <laughs> uh, will bend down and give uh, Fierdaus, uh head scratches. Yeah, I kind of lean into it. My ears sort of twitch a little bit. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, these are probably all a bunch of pretentious gnomish bastards. But... <clears throat> It couldn't hurt to try. Let's just be polite. And if all else fails, we have a polar bear. (laughs) I stand up on two legs. (laughs) For the sake of the listener, everywhere you go in this town, people are staring at you, whispering things, and many are probably even going to say, what are giants doing down here? But uh, we're going to, I'm not going to act it all out every time unless it's significant because that'd be annoying. Hello. Cena's gonna be like almost uncomfortably nice. Where specifically are you going? But when you say hello, I guess towards the watchtower. <laughs> As you approach the watchtower, you you see uh, a table set up that says um, Skazikas Servant Recruiting Table, and there's someone manning it. And then you hear a lot of uh, drinking and some music and cheering inside the watchtower. And if you say hello, one of them's going to say, Well, how do y'all? What brings someone of your size this far south? We are looking for some tieflings. Have they perhaps passed through this village? No, we don't get many tieflings around these parts. Uh, uh, I've actually never seen one around here, to be honest. They had a very heavy wagon. I don't know what to tell you. I would have seen something like that. We've got a few types around here besides just gnomes, but not tieflings. Right. Well, they might not look like tieflings when they came. So focus on the heavy wagon. Well, we do have wagons that come through. There's kind of a, a service entrance over there, and he points towards the uh, past the town hall, and he says that's to avoid the steps of the ridge line, but... I don't pay too much attention to what's coming through. It's usually just marketers or mail delivery from the cat centaurs. So you are telling me that they don't have to call themselves half man, half pussy? 
pussy. That sounds vulgar. It is vulgar. That's what we were trying to say. That's got some connotations to it. Well, they are pretty foreign folk. I don't judge too much, but they... (laughs) And I'm not going to call them that, I'll tell you that much. Agreed. Perhaps we'll go over by this gate and see if we can find someone that might have seen something. Well, you might check with the uh, town hall. They're closer to the entrance, and that's where all the mail delivery goes through. And usually that's where the carriages go through if they don't want to navigate through this crowded little town. You gonna stay for the big fight tonight? Big fight? What is fighting? Oh, we got people challenging our champion. Uh, it's, uh, it's a weekly event. It's how he really makes a living and how he earns his uh, housing here. We let him stay for free as long as he's going to fight people. It brings a lot of people here. Oh, that sounds like fun. Let me see this champion. Quick uh, question. So, rules is written, I wouldn't be able to talk in my wild shape. Um, is So, would I have had to have uh, gone back into giant mode to say what I said earlier? Uh, All right, I'll roll for it for you. Here we go. Uh, give me higher low. Uh, hi. All right, you can talk. Okay, I can talk during wild shape. <laughs> I still won't be able to cast spells, but uh, yeah. You you wild shaped your mouth and vocal cords to be able to speak. <laughs> no, I hate that. Yeah, I'm, I look like a CGI <laughs> Disney uh, thing. <laughs> but um, I have a sinking suspicion that uh, we may have already met the champion. I haven't seen him out of his house tonight. I don't know what he would have been doing up north. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. Yes, I'm very confused. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, but the champion should be here sometime tonight. The fight's gonna go down around dinner time. That's what when you draw the biggest crowd from the tavern. Is it a cat person? Cat person? No. <laughs> hey. Although we have had cat people fight him before. I take my paw and like wipe it on my forehead. (laughs) No, our man is a a, a cyclops. You ever heard of a cyclops? Yes. I made it a noclops once. (laughs) Well, a cyclops came up from the south. He needed a place to stay, apparently. He was trying to escape something from down there, so we said, well... As long as you're drawing a crowd and boosting our economy, you can stay in that house over there. And I think that house was left by, uh, well, by your kind. I think these three largest buildings and the watchtower were all built by giants. Looks about your size. What do I get if I kill this cyclops for you? Oh, well, you get, uh, 50% of, uh, the bets go to you. There's gambling on this fight. I see. Perhaps we will be staying. If you're interested, I would even be willing to uh, throw in the watchtower. You could stay here overnight if you need it. Mads will look at his cousins. That sounds like fun. Let's stay. I'm down. I mean, you don't even gotta win as long as you're willing to fight. That'll draw a hell of a crowd. You can just sleep in the watchtower overnight. Um, Stay as long as you want. I don't care. Yeah, people pay good money to see a giant fight a cyclops. That's really something. Yes. 
Now, before you agree to this, I better uh, lay out the rules here. This is just strictly fisticuffs, you know. We're not talking about weapons or magic or any of that. You want me to punch him? Well, you look like you know how. I've done it before. (laughs) (laughs) It's all I'm asking. Fine, we shall do punching. All right, well... Swing by here around dinner time after the first match, which I don't think will take too long since this uh, this feller that's challenging him is probably going to get stomped. And he can be up next. As long as you're here, you can fight. Fair. Yes. All right. We'll go and talk to this town hall and find out if they've seen our cart. We'll be back later to beat up your cyclops. <laughs> Just ask for Adjwell. He's the mayor around these parts. Thank you. We will. Take care now. He's going to go back to uh, the line and taking bets and shit. Um, you guys can marry on your way. You're just going to beeline to the town hall then, huh? Um, yeah, might as well. You see people uh, gathered in the front talking, possibly just to get away from the noise and the bustle of the watchtower, but uh, inside it's kind of vacant for the most part, but there's a little bell on the counter. And this is, uh, it's kind of refreshing after being in the Amish towns, like the doorways and the ceiling and everything is just your size. And it's like, you said it's kind of quiet in here? Yes, right now it's only you guys in the entrance of this uh, building. I'm going to lean my back against the entrance and start scratching my back on it. You hear the whole wall creak under your weight. Ah! <laughs> this thing's like <laughs> upwards of 100 years old, probably, I guess. Well, it's just a bear weight. It's not a giant weight. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. You're good then. Isn't it nice to be in a building our size again? It looks even bigger from my size. It's very nice. Um, Bogdan is going to ring the bell at the front and he wait a moment and just not, but a few couple seconds later, this guy, this portly man comes out from the back and he says, all right, what can I do for you? Good heavens. Hey, you aren't mad about us using your building, I hope. No, I mean, we don't really have anything to be mad about. I've never seen a giant before, but I'm assuming this building used to be for your type of folk. Yes, I'd probably assume that too, given the fact that we're the only giants down here, at least as far as I know. Been mighty useful for us to build our town around here and make money off the fights. What can I do you for? We're looking for tieflings. Have you seen any pass through here? Hmm, tieflings. No, don't know why they would come by the town hall, though. What about very heavy wagons? Nope, just the mail delivery. I was in the back taking care of that right now. Or maybe he's seen something if you'd like to talk to him. He's just back there. Got in about half an hour ago. Mads will go back there. Good gracious, we meet the game. Fuck me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Cena hears his voice and just, ah, oh, that's her. <laughs> just... 
Ah, you two know each other. Mads will immediately walk back into the <laughs> building. Like, nope. <laughs> nope. The polar bear is face palming. People of your size could be mighty useful with some of these big packages in the distribution. If you want to work, I got some work for you. We are not laborers. Hmm, pity. Some of these giant-sized buildings could use some fixing up. Perhaps we will reconsider your offer later. Hmm, well, I'm sorry I haven't seen your friends the Tieflings, but, uh... They mostly stay away from these parts, and far as I understand it, they don't want nothing to do with giants. Say nothing of old giants' watchtowers. Terrible things happen to their kind here, far as I can understand it. What kind of things? You go around the back of the watchtower, you can see the shackles where I'm pretty sure they used to string tieflings up and hang them in the sun. Oh, the tieflings. I thought you meant bad things happen to giants around here. Well, there are plenty of bad things that happen to the giants, too, far as I understand it. But depends on where you're hearing the tale. I get a lot of mixed stories from the north and the south. I'd like to hear some. I don't hear tell many stories at all in where I came from. <laughs> Well, I ain't much for reading myself. I just tell what I heard. But some of this stuff's pretty old, let me tell ya. If trees could talk, I bet they'd tell a story. <laughs> they do. Huh? <laughs> yes, my friend talked to a tree and then I murdered it. Oh, you don't say. Y'all gonna stay for the fight tonight? <laughs> my cousin here will be in the fight tonight and, uh... As a bear, I'm pointing to the giant and, and talking to him as, a, as if he's my cousin. <laughs> His head tilts in confusion, but he says, No kidding. <laughs> That'll draw a hell of a crowd, actually. <clears throat> I might have to close early and go see that myself. Well, the Cyclops is really big as the thing. We've had some big creatures come through, but nothing like a giant. So you're going to fight him, eh? Yes, I'm going to punch him in his eye. Oh, well, it's the brown eye you want to go after. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone doing this to us today? I'm going to go back and get this mail put into its assorted categories, but I sure am going to be there for tonight. I'm not going to miss this. I will never miss you. Perhaps we never cross paths, and I will be better for it. Before you go, uh, let me see your flex real quick. No. And Mads will leave. <laughs> <laughs> In the distance, you hear him mumbling. Well, I'm going to put some money on him anyway. I think he's going to take the Cyclops. How tall is the Cyclops? Huh? Oh, uh, well, estimation I'd ballpark it at, um... What's a ballpark? <laughs> I'd guess around her size. And he points to Cena. There was a ballpark in the last town we were in. Only around my size? Yeah, I guess about your size, yeah. Mads will be able to take care of him. 
Indeed. Well, that's where my money's going. He's gonna disappear in the back and you hear, uh... They try to help me deliver such a large package and I tell them this package is too big for my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, Jesus. Brian. Oh my God. Oh. So much hate. You want more? I got more puns. We go, I no, we go literally <laughs> no, anywhere but there. We go anywhere but there, Brian. <laughs> anywhere but this this immediate place. We go there. So we have a new Patreon t- uh, tier, folks. If you um, pay us $10 a month, Brian will never do this bit again. Oh, no, Brian. If you continue with this, I am driving to Washington, and I'm going to break your fucking kneecaps. <laughs> All right, where do you guys want to head? You see, um, you see a market, a gnomish marketplace. Whatever you want. You see the tavern, and then uh, otherwise, people are hanging out at the watchtower, and it's pretty much all that's going on. Yeah, Mads wants to get a drink. Yeah, tavern is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, same. There's a lot going on at this tavern. Uh, you see people on one side throwing axes at a sort of target dartboard thing. Obviously, there's people drinking. There's uh, people rolling dice. What the hell is this? Hold on. I gotta remember my notes real quick. I'm sorry. Jesus. <laughs> what the hell is this? It's two and a half pages of pussy puns. <laughs> I seriously don't remember some of my notes. I wrote... Okay, I'm gonna have to scratch those off. And then to the right side, that that's on the left side of this tavern, to the right side is going to be, uh, instead of people drinking, it's people smoking. There seems to be a smoking bar. So, where would you guys like to go? Sina will walk over to uh, where people are smoking. Have she, has she ever seen anything like this, like, in the city? You are familiar with gnomes, so I would let you roll if you really want to know if you've seen it before. Otherwise, you can just make shit up. I don't care. Okay. So she goes, uh, before she walks over, actually, she'll lean over to her cousins, and she's like, yeah, I've seen this before. This isn't generally the kind of thing I do. Well, actually, I don't do many things. But, um, yeah, this is this is a nice place. Cena. if you're going to roll with this that you know about gnomish smoking, you know that some of this stuff they smoke is frighteningly potent. <laughs> okay. And she's like, I'm just warning you, some of these gnomes might not be in their right head. This kind of stuff can get pretty strong pretty fast. I'm down for it. Whether by time or intentionally, the top of the roof of the, like the peak of the roof of this uh, smoke shop has been busted through, so there's just a, a sort of makeshift chimney and, uh, this is a giant's building, so you guys fit in here without having to duck down or anything. But most of the stools are small, and they've kind of set up a, a gnomish size bar. But they do, specifically because of things like the Cyclops, they do have some big hookahs and big uh, hoses and pipes and things available. And one of them says, when they see you and get over the sheer size of you, they say... Uh, the woman behind the counter says, Come for a smoke, do ya? Could I perhaps get an ale? That's next door. You gotta go see Bima for that. What? Bima, next door, she's giving away ales. 
Uh, Mads will leave and go get a nail. Okay. I, I would like a smoke. Um, I, I would need some assistance lighting it, though. And I hold up my bear paws and show that they wouldn't be very good at using a lighting implement. She gestures to a board behind her, and it's almost like a, a rating board or, like, scale. And you see that it goes from... It's almost like how volatile the fire risk is in a forest. It's, like, green all the way up to red. And she says, about what level would you like? I kind of take my paw and scratch my chin a little bit while I'm looking at it. And I point over at the red. Aye. Brave choice for you, laddie. And she, uh gestures towards because you're a, you're about normal size polar bear right so she's going to gesture towards a normal yep. size bong on the corner of this bar and you can see her uh, messing with it prepping it for you and then she lights it and hands you the hose she's like gesturing to put it in your mouth for you as long as it's just a hose I can kind of cup it between my paws and, and kind of do it your friends will take care of you yeah of course. Also, this isn't my first rodeo. It'll sure make the fight <laughs> interesting tonight, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Very much so. You know, my friend in my pocket here, and I tap my chest and realize that in my fair form, I don't have a pocket. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I, um, I, you know, drop my wild shape and go back to um, my uh, fur douse form. And, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that our, uh, gnomish friend is in my pocket now. Um, give me higher or low. Uh, low this time. You don't know where he is. Well, shit. We lost the pocket now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name, too. <laughs> oh, God, he's with the cat person. <laughs> You know what? I never told you his name. You guys never asked his name. You, I always referred to him as the bearded gnome. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, man. I'm a bad uh, giant caretaker. Yeah, the bearded gnome is gone right now. Oh, no. Where did where did he go? <laughs> Shit, I'm, I'm sure he'll turn up somewhere. You After you wild shape back into a giant, um, the woman behind the bar is going to widen her eyes and say um maybe you'd prefer this one and she's gestures to a much 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 larger hookah <laughs> that's good i'm like holding the one and it's like this tiny thing and i'm just like <laughs> sipping on it <laughs> yes uh thank you and i hand the other one back anyways until until very recently i had a, a gnomish friend that uh smoked me up a couple of times Mads, you cross the bar towards where the people are throwing axes and shit, and the lady behind the bar uh, looks up at you again. She reacts to your sheer size, but then finally she says, uh, And what can I get for you? One barrel of ale, please. Light or dark? Dark, please. She disappears in the back. And pretty soon she comes out rolling this thing like a keg, and uh, <laughs> she says, You can just take it from here. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a beer can to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's kind of what I figured is like he would have to get full kegs, because anything else would be a thimble, if not smaller. How much would you like? 
he'll pull out some random coins from his uh, pockets. And he'll just set, like, um, a couple of different ones, like a couple of coppers from different lands and a couple of silvers, and just set it down. Is that enough? Yes. That will do. You get the sense that she's going to go along with anything you say at this point, just because she doesn't want you to smash her bar or anything. Mads will uh, crack open the top of this keg and uh, take a big old drink. Is it pretty good or nah? Why don't you roll for flavor? All right, rolling for flavor. D4, please. Uh? <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> fucking piece of shit, motherfucker. I even ordered new dice and didn't get... It's a fucking two. Piece of shit, Brian. This tastes like the bud lightest of bud lights. It's just so piss water. Even though you you told her, you specifically told her dark, and it technically is, but it's so bad. Great. Would a number four have been Keylightful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, I will point out that the, the shit that you giants drink because of how big you are is really heavy stuff. So this is like, it really is like piss water to you. I think he'd probably be used to that, though, uh, if he was going to any towns without giants in it. Yeah, you're just chugging this thing. You see the axes flying. You uh, you see some dice being rolled at other tables, and uh, the sun is almost set. You get the sense that people are going to start ordering food here pretty soon. Uh, Mads will go and sit down by his uh, cousins and wait for somebody to come and offer to take his order. Then, okay. Ferdos, how hard you been hitting this thing? Very hard. I assume this next scene would be like in uh, that 70s show where the camera's in the middle of the table and it just pans around everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I know I should be... (laughs) I know I should be worried about my missing pocket gnome, but... (laughs) It's just so funny. He has to be around here somewhere. (laughs) I mean, where could he have gone? He's got such little legs. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, and I kind of point to the bartender. I mean, he couldn't have gotten that far. Oh, I know. Um, I've never wild-shaped with, you know, some being in my pocket before. Maybe he might still be in the field where that happened. Oh, no, I hope we didn't leave him out there. You would have think he would have said something. I'll just have to ask around. No, I wish we got his name. <laughs> oh, I'm, he told me his name. I just, um, it's, uh, it'll come to me. It's just, you know, it's, it's really good stuff here. It is good stuff. Are you sure you got his name? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> his name was... Pocket J Gnome. <laughs> what do you th- what do you think, Matt? How was the drinking side of the bar? Terrible. Really? Yes, they have nothing worth drinking. Which makes sense since they are gnomes and they would probably die if they drank something that we would drink on the mountain. Oh man, I miss the mountain. I also miss the mountain. 
I miss it even more now that I know that it can go up and down. It's a very special <laughs> mountain indeed. Oh man, I couldn't imagine going up and down on the mountain right now. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be wild. Cena, roll a perception check for me. Damn it. Eight. <laughs> Not good enough, but you all notice for sure this uh, entire... <laughs> the entire tavern starts to meander out of here. And some of them are... Oh, my dog's barking. Some of them are ordering food and things at the counters, but the rest are making their way towards the watchtower. I think it's almost time for the fight. Yeah, even the dogs in town are getting excited. <laughs> it's so funny, Gnomish towns with dogs, and they ride them around like little horses. So cute. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll find our bearded friend. Oh, I hope so. I'll make sure to ask around on the way to the watchtower. I don't think the, the dogs would like the cat people. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that cat person. <laughs> I don't like any of the cat people. Well, to be fair, we have only met one cat person. He is he a poor ambassador. I know. At least he probably doesn't have uh, access to peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> the tavern is nearly empty by now. Should we head over? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's probably about time. You guys follow the crowd out. And as you approach this watchtower, you see uh, a kind of a makeshift ring like they might have in a farmhouse in real life for just like, you know, small town WWE type stuff. Um, the, the In the center, there's... You see the Cyclops, and he's climbing into the ring, and he is about the size of Cena, except unbelievably muscular, almost, almost suspiciously muscular, and he uh, <laughs> is just scarred, mostly around his legs. There's so many scars and calloused spots and things, and he climbs in, and he goes, turns towards the crowd, and he raises his hands and goes, and everybody cheers for him. Like this is an old routine. There are, there's no seating for you formally, but you do find some boulders and stumps and stuff. You could probably turn into seats if you wanted to. We'll do that. I'll at least do that. Yep. See no well. Okay. And you obviously have a very clear view of this ring since you tower above everybody. And uh, in the other corner opposite the Cyclops, you see. Um, an, another bugbear like the one you killed up north in that little village and he is kind of sweating a little bit you can see the light glistening off of his skin we should have placed bets oh you're right we should have placed bets I wonder if well to be fair we were also never presented with the option of placing bets so well, I saw them up front and looked like they were taking bets but I thought we had more pressing issues but it's not like we don't have an underabundance of money. Underabundance, I like that word. I gotta put that in a song. Pressing issues. Um, I, I, like, lean over to the next, like, available gnome that I don't know. And I'm like, do you know where my missing gnome is? It's a pocket gnome about yay tall. And I just do my hands <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> He's got a, a beard, I think. 
This is, looks like a sweet gnomish lady, and she looks up at you with this big smile on her face, and she goes, hmm? His name is Pocket J Gnome. That's <laughs> nice, dear. No, he's missing. Oh. I need to find him. I'm so sorry about your friend. Yeah, I lost him when I turned into a bear. I love these fights, and she says, Fuck him up! <laughs> did she really just say that? Yes, she did. Oh my goodness. I haven't seen a good fight in a long time. I'm very excited. This will not be a good fight, cousin. This will be a poor one. What do you mean? Look at the bugbear and the size of it. You'll be squashed in between that Cyclops's fingers. <sighs> Either way, oh. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> <clears throat> what if his head pops right off? One thing you've noticed, especially when just glancing at the market, is there's some things that are a little unfamiliar to you, uh, a tech level of things. And for, say, Sina, you might be familiar with some of it, but probably not the extent of it. And one thing that at least Ferdos and Maz wouldn't be familiar with is this device that's suspended down in the middle of this ring and uh, you see the gnomish announcer go and grab it and put it up to his mouth and then you hear resonating throughout this tower. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a good fight here. We have a great fight here. Up in this corner we have, as you all know, the champion! And the whole place erupts into just chaos and people throwing things and cheering. And as it starts to settle down, he says, And in this corner, standing at a probably, I'm gonna guess, a 6'5", 6'8", but still only coming up to about the giant's thighs. <laughs> this poor sap, the bugbear, the crusher! And everybody just boos and boos and boos. I stand up and clap. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know the rules, gentlemen. No magic and no weapons. It's a fisticuffs fight only. Come into the center and touch. They don't have gloves. They're just, just bare knuckle boxing. Come into the center and touch knuckles. You see this behemoth lumber up to this guy and reach down with his huge arm. And the bugbear just kind of timidly bops him on the knuckles. And then he says, All right, let the games begin. And the... And... Almost as soon as the bell rings, you see this bugbear lay into this behemoth of a, of a cyclops, and he's just pounding at his, trying to take out his kneecap. He's bashing at his shins and trying to, you know, swipe kick his, his calves, and the cyclops is just amused and kind of chuckling to himself, and then this big fist raises into the air and comes down, and you can see just for a moment the bugbear panics before it's smashed into the mat, and the whole crowd loses their minds as this guy is just crippled beyond repair as laying on the floor of this thing, and you hear... And the Cyclops takes it! Once again, ladies and gentlemen, but coming up, we have another fight. Stay tuned, folks. I just received word not but half an hour ago that we have, um unique champions and he gestures towards you guys in the corner and he says i haven't caught their names but you can see by their size this is not going to be a match you'll want to miss stay tuned get more beer get more smokes this is going to be an epic night that you will not forget 
and everybody's just cheering and losing their minds and everyone's staring at you. Uh, hi. Hi. Has anyone seen a gnome? (laughs) (laughs) These uh, two gnomish people are kind of, uh, well, actually, I'll say four gnomish people. They're uh, kind of trying to take this crippled body and put it onto a stretcher, and the four of them are trying to heave this giant bugbear off, giant compared to them. The grandma next to you, Ferdas, is losing her mind. <laughs> I go and with a finger, kind of like tap her on the, um, on the back, like pat her on the back there. This is great, isn't it? She tugs at the fabric of your, of your pants pocket and she says, ooh, ooh, this is the greatest fight I've ever seen. And you hear the guy next to her say, Mom, you saw the fight last week. It was much more epic than this. And she says, Are you going to fight him next? My cousin will fight him. Go and punch his eye. Kick him in the groin. Take your... (coughs) Are you writing this down, Mads? She's giving you pointers. Yes, I have heard. Ferdos, roll a con save for me. Ooh, um, so that's a, a three plus six, Ooh. so a nine. Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind. <clears throat> so pretty soon, a gnome approaches you, Mads, and he says, uh, All right, you're up next. You got everything you're gonna you're gonna need. Uh, you're gonna need a canteen of water. You got uh, somebody to spot you, tell you what to do, a uh, manager or something. We're good! And he'll hand his weapons to Cena and follow the gnome. Alright, we're gonna have to... This is just standard procedure. We're gonna have to pat you down. Could you bend down a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) He'll do so. He's gonna kind of uh, instruct you to basically take off your shirt and you can, you know, your your pants are gonna be there, but your belt and everything else has gotta go so that you can't conceal any weapons. Okay. You basically look like the Cyclops, except you're a little taller and you have two eyes and uh, you enter into the ring and everybody is, probably you guess half are booing you and half are cheering you on. You're going to assume that the bets are probably <laughs> very mixed at this point, more so than normal. I would like to pray to Ifki that uh, that Mads does well, if he was the god of scuffles. Okay. So Mads, you step into the ring. They supply you with one of the Cyclops' stools so that it's big enough to hold your weight, and uh, you guys are just kind of staring each other down for a while. Pretty soon, the announcer climbs up on stage and goes and he takes the microphone. Am I in the corner with him? Do you want to be? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, um, you know, while I'm psyching him up, like, give him back rub, you know, all that kind of stuff, and uh, I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on him. <laughs> okay. It's a range of touch so uh try to play it off um hopefully it's not noticed and i'm going to give him uh full strength so advantage on strength checks for one hour do well cousin ladies and gentlemen this is going to be a fight you've never seen before finally our champion has someone his own size I don't know what's going to happen here, and by the bets that have been placed, I don't think you do either. Ladies and gentlemen, to my left we have... What's your name, kid? This is Mads Brzezlowski. Mads 
That's from Snapsy! From the one! <laughs> loses her fucking mind. <laughs> and you hear the old grandma booing him hard. And to my right, of course, we have the champion! And there's more booing than the last time he fought. Alright, everybody, you know the rules. You saw the last bout come out, and uh, no magic, no tricks, just good old-fashioned fisticuffs. Touch knuckles and begin boxing. He steps away for you two. Alright, I will walk out and I will uh, touch knuckles with him. As you get close to this guy, you can realize he actually has a lot more scarves than just around his ankles. Either he's fought creatures as big as you before, or he's got a, some shit in his past. <laughs> and uh, he just kind of grunts at you, hmm, boops your knuckles, and then uh, raises his fists towards you. Cousin, pretend that he's Benedict. <laughs> for, this, for the sake of which one of you gets the first swing, I'll have just the two of you roll initial. All right. Uh, 21. So, Mads, uh, you win the initiative, so you get the first swing on this guy. What do you want to do to this for? Um, so the first thing that Mads will do is I am going to uh, kick him in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, um, so 11 plus 11 is a 22. Yeah, he rolled like shit. You kind of fake him out. You you go to swing at him, and he, with his one good eye, goes to block it, and you immediately follow up with a kick to his groin, and you see him kind of catch your foot between his thighs, and his whole face goes blank for just a moment as you see him space out. And then he shakes his head, and he kind of just... I have two attacks every turn, just so you know. The plan was to kick him in the groin and then punch him in the eye. It's a 19. He goes to uppercut you and you you foresee it coming. You easily dodge out of the way and you uh, you just go right for his target. Are you getting damages on these? How much has he done so far? Um, so it would be eight damage every time that I hit him. Okay. He's going to go reeling backwards as you basically boffed him in the eye. And... Cena, you see the grandma kind of flinching with everything, everything, every hit, and then she says, and it's a little hard to keep track of who she's rooting for, she's kind of going back and forth, and you see the guy next to her kind of rolling his eyes. She leans down and she goes, I don't know what you were expecting, ma'am. She grabs your sleeve and shakes you and goes, I love this dog! <laughs> She seems to have lost all sort of, like, control of her <laughs> body. She's just excited. She's like a little toddler. How big is this lady? Oh, she's a gnome. She's tiny. Okay, Cena will pick her up and put her on her shoulders so that she has a better view. <laughs> yeah, she is screaming right into your ear. Um, Ferdas? Yes? You look down and suddenly you notice that the guts are no longer spilling out of your stomach. I think it kind of pisses you off because you've spent the last hour trying to hold them in and now they're just sealed up. Like, what the hell was the point of all of that? And when you look next to you, you notice the oxen 
there's four of them before you just laughing at you and it just pisses you off. The same kind of smug look that you just hate it. You. I point to him and my hands are kind of shaky. I mean, thank you for sewing me up, but I think you did a fucking awful job at it. All of the oxen moo at you in unison. Don't take that tone of voice with me. (laughs) Uh, They go to charge you. It feels like the only escape that you can possibly do is to climb this staircase to get away from them. You know they're venomous. No, not venomous oxen. (laughs) And uh, I started climbing the staircase and kind of going backwards. Like I'm on my uh, on my ass, like kind of climbing the staircase like that um, and trying to get away. Mads, as this Cyclops is starting to recover and you're prepping for his next attack at you, you feel something bump into your uh, legs from behind. What is it? It's Ferdos. <laughs> He's climbed into the ring. I'll kind of like uh, try and scooch him back with my foot and... Did Cena not notice? Yeah, Cena, you can see all of this, obviously. You can do something if you want. Oh my god. That's Cena will set the old lady down and she'll be like, I'll be right back. And she'll just like lean forward and just get him by the collar of his shirt. <laughs> when uh, when Mads kicks me, I'm like, I'm bit. And I start like rolling <laughs> on the ground, like holding the wound. <laughs> so, Ferdaus, Ferdaus. Ferdas, you are, uh, you remember when you were on the mountain and Mad's head caused that giant avalanche and it's a, it's coming down on you. It's coming towards you. What do you do? Oh no, I put my hands in front of my face. I'm like, the snow is coming. <laughs> Where's the flamey girl Where you, when you need her? As all of this is going on, Mads, you see the Cyclops going in for a haymaker. I'm going to roll. Uh, let's do a let's do a strength check since you've got the boost. All right. You handle the fight. I'll handle our cousin. Oof. Um. So strength. You have advantage. Oh, I have advantage. Um. Oh, okay. That's much better. So that's gonna be a dirty twenty. <laughs> Against my four? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> the Cyclops goes for this haymaker, and despite the distraction below at your ankles, um, you easily block it. But you easily block it because you see it coming, but the strength behind this thing shocks you. Like, again, suspiciously so. You've fought people before. You even had a brawl at the giant city before you set out, and nobody swung this hard. Um, I'm going to headbutt him, uh, like, as I'm catching the blow. And again, aiming for the eye. Like, trying to do as much damage to his fucking eye as humanly possible. Like, Mick's gonna have to cut him after this round. Roll for that. And as you step forward to headbutt this guy, Ferdos, you feel the mountain below you just collapse like it did when it was on the elevator. But this time it goes so fast and you're just in a free fall. Yeah, I start going, and I, like... It feels like I'm falling, but I'm actually like jumping up in the air and I'm going to wild shape into a war horse okay. and start neighing and like flipping and clopping all around. Cena, give me a dexterity to try and get a hold of them in acrobatics. Acrobatics? What did you roll, Mads? 
Uh, I got a 14 to hit. <laughs> I got a 6. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you absolutely headbutt this guy right in the right in the mouth. You wanted acrobatics? Mm-hmm. It's a 9. <laughs> So Mads knocks a couple of this Cyclops' teeth out as you uh, try to grab this Nane horse, and it slips right out from your arms, which, because it's not a Nane, or it is a Nane horse, but it's small. It's kind of hard to get a hold of. Ferdos, you see Cena, but it's in real perspective size. Like, you really are a tiny horse, and she's a giant, and she has, uh, half of her body is a pussy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh my god, I'm half cat. It's like she's playing cat and mouse with you. She's ready to bat at you and toy with you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm just gonna like shoot between her legs and then like try to run out of there. And as I'm doing that, I'm just shouting, um, Pocket Gnome, where are you? (laughs) I've never needed you more. This cyclops staggers backwards on, and uh, wipes the blood off of his jaw, and you see his little gnomish uh, manager in the back going, Come on, boy, you got him. Give him the old one, too. You can do this, blah, blah, blah. He's just shouting at him, and he shakes his head again, and he goes in for um, kind of a low charge. He's going towards your waist. I will let you react to this, because you can obviously see it coming. What do you want to do? Okay, so I would like to... Um try and bring him with me into like a DDT and like drive his head into the ground um, and just use his momentum for it. Okay. <laughs> Give me a, 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 an acrobatics. Not athletics? No, this is like grappling. Do you use athletics for grappling? Yeah, grappling is athletics, like specifically athletics. Mm. I'm a little surprised by that, but that's okay. You can use athletics. Okay, that makes it a 19. Did you use um, advantage? Oh, no. Hold on. That's a 19. (laughs) I'm going to switch dice because mine keeps sucking. Ferdos, on one hand, you see this giant half-cat, half-woman trying to paw at you. But then you look to your left as you're scrambling away and you see um, two mountains, like, similar to Mad's Mountains. Both alike in dignity in Pamperona where we lay on (laughs) team. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just they're just clashing together and every time they do you feel the whole ground rumble below you and it's making it very difficult to get away from this cat woman yeah I'm like kind of stumbling back and forth in my horse form it looks like uh, I'm doing dressage Cena, <laughs> <laughs> give me another acrobatics okay oh thank god 18 there's something about Ferdos in his horsey stance. He seems distracted by the two fighters, and you're able to grab him around the waist, and it's very easy for you to pick him up off the mat. And Ferdos, you feel yourself flying through the air as this cat grabs you. <laughs> you're pretty sure you're about to be eaten. Ferdos. Yeah, my legs are just going like crazy. <laughs> and Mads, you pile drive this poor cyclops into the mat. And you feel his entire weight go limp in your arms. He's laying like a rag doll on the mat. 
I'll stand up and then I'll drop an elbow in, into his spine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes into slow motion and you catch just a glimpse of his manager in the corner as you're sailing through the air with your elbow propped up and you can just see the dismay on his face as he knows he's about to lose a lot of money and then crunch. You hear maybe a bone or two crack in this thing's ribs and the crowd loses their minds. Half of them anyway. It's all in slow motion. <laughs> Mads will stand up. This is your champion! This! Here! You should worship the mountain! The mountain will bring you salvation, not some cyclops. Remember this. Mads will uh, walk away. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our new champion, Mads from the North! To anyone who had great winnings tonight, I hear that Bima and Feeprank are having a discount over on the bar. Take your winnings over there and uh, stay tuned. Come back next week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Try the view. Ferdos. It's so loud. <laughs> it's like being in the middle of a forest fire during a tsunami when there's thunder and lightning overhead and a volcano's going off. It's just ringing your ears. Yeah, I'm still in full-on, like, even though my hooves aren't touching the ground, I'm in full-on sprint mode just being held up. And uh, it's like when you try to pick up a guinea pig. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's no problem for you, Cena. You see a gnomish fellow come from the entrance, and he's got a big kind of uh, uh, lockbox. And he just hands the whole lockbox up to Mads and says, <coughs> You're winning, sir. Oh! Mads will grab it and open it up. Yeah, it's full of little coins. He'll grab a couple of little coins out, and he'll hand it back to the, the, little, the coins back to the gnome. Oh, th thank you, sir. You're welcome. Now go away. <laughs> Mads will go over back to his cousins. <laughs> Cena is like holding, uh, she's holding Fyrdaus just like under her arm. Like, she just basically goes, you did so well, Mads. And she'll give him a one-armed hug. Just holding this panicking horse under the <laughs> other one. <laughs> If any part of Mads is close enough to me, the horse is going to bite him. <laughs> <laughs> Mads will flick the horse in the head and say, Fyrdos, if you were not my cousin, I would snap your neck for that. But you are. <laughs> when you would flick him in the head, he just passes right out. <laughs> its legs are just sitting straight out. I don't mean to be a downer, but uh, they said that this is actually where we're going to sleep, right? Uh, wonder how long this party's going to go. The fat bard is upset because he wants to sleep. <laughs> well, if we have beeswax, you can put it in your ears and you won't hear anything. I may have to, as long as nobody vomits on me. Why are you worried about somebody vomiting on you? Is this a past experience you are afraid of? Look at all these people drinking and hanging out. I just wouldn't imagine gnomes have a very high constitution. Well, you're a bard, aren't you? Why don't you join the party instead of just sitting around? 
Well, and we've seen you on the mountain, and we know for a fact that you don't have a very high constitution. <laughs> that hurts, but I see your point. Matt's will gesture towards the tower. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go join the bards over there, then he's going to just go find some people playing instruments. It's not hard for him to do, but he's going to take his little mandolin thing, his guitar. Um, roll a quick perception for me, uh, both of you. Not Ferdos, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Not the unconscious horse. Fourteen. Eleven. As they're, uh, discussing this, Cena, you happen to glance over and you see a cloaked... It's humanoid, but it has the face of a lizard and it's staring directly at you. And as soon as you make eye contact, it kind of pokes at some of its other fellow cloaked figures, and they quickly run out the back of this watchtower. Cena will lean over and tell Mads. I'm gonna run after it. Yep, same. They're, um, standard humanoid height, so probably like six feet at best. So they can't get far from you, and you could easily catch up. What do you do? I'm gonna try and, uh, capture them. Grab their cloak or pick them up or... Yeah, I guess just, like, pick them up. Okay. Yeah, you grab the what seems to be the leader and raise him into the air and he says, What do you want, Eater? We've no business with you. I'm gonna look at its face. Roll history with advantage. Both of us or just him? Yeah, you can both do it. That's a ten. Sixteen. Mads, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a human, but it's got the face of a lizard and it's got a little tail dangling out from your, your fist wrapped around it. But Cena, you, uh, you have read some history books in your days and you would know that these were the lizard folk that you lived among back, well, your ancestors would have your grandparents and stuff, um, during the time of the war and none too friendly. <laughs> you actually knew that you, uh, used them as a source of food. The the history books would portray them as not people. They're just like they're just like animals to be eaten essentially. For creatures that have no nothing to do with us, seems very keen on staring at us from across the watchtower. We came here because they provide us sustenance, but we have no more interest in giants. We thought you left years ago. I've heard the tales. I know what you used to do. Cena will just raise an eyebrow and say, we're just here for a couple days, Max. We're not here to stay. Is that why you hold me in the air? You were the one spying on us first. I've heard the rumors. Eater. I'll drop him. (laughs) (laughs) His little friends will attempt to catch him, but they'll mostly just topple over each other. Run along now. Run along. You can see their little tails flicking behind their cloaks as they turn their backs to you and scurry off towards the, the forest southward. Well, that was awkward. Mm-hmm. I would eat one. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what happened a long time ago. A little salt, maybe. Not much more. I don't know. It seems like they're already pretty salty. 
<laughs> I see what you did there, cousin. Thank you, Mets. Thank you. The hustle and the bustle starts to die down as the night wears on. Creed is over playing quiet music with the musicians as whichever ones are left. And uh, Ferdos, you're starting to come back to your senses. You've woken up and mostly you were just hanging out in Cena's hands, feeling safe. And then as your consciousness comes back to normality, you realize what you are, who she is. And Cena, roll me one last perception check before we close the session. Okay. 17. As you're all hanging out in this watchtower and the crowd has finally dissipated, you happen to notice something up top about your eye level if you were standing, and it's wedged in the bricks or the the stonework of this tower. It looks like an old scrap of paper or something, and it catches your eye because of the contrast, but it doesn't seem like something little gnomes would see because, again, it's at your eye level. Okay, she's going to go look at it. You pull it out, you unfold it, and it's all yellowed over time. But you can make out in kind of like if a modern-day American were to read something from the 18th century. It's The grammar and the spelling is a little different, but you know enough that you can read that it essentially is saying goodbye to a lover. This guy saying goodbye to his girl, and it seems final. It seems like she probably passed away. And it says, I buried your memories in the forest, and it's got kind of a hand-drawn map of sorts. thinking was since we've learned something from each other i was thinking we could take elements of your music style the the sad lyrics and the sort of song structure and we'll put it with my bouncy strum pattern and that sort of violin that comes in you could play that one on the scale that i showed you and then we could just create something new and I'll just make something up. So uh, let's. I'll just start here. Uh, so my strum pattern it just kind of bounces like this. I've never played one of these slides, so we'll see how this goes. Sure, I miss my mother. Left her up north when I left. And sure, I miss my brother. Felt mighty poor when I left. You can rhyme the same word twice in these songs. Well, I left to find adventure. Instead, I found new friends. Is that not sad enough? Okay, the violin comes in here. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
Special thanks to Gus from 8 Bytes Gaming for inspiring my blatant ripoff voice of the cat centaur. Did y'all know we have a brand new podcast available? Eclipse Crater of Corruption, a futuristic sci-fi adventure that takes place on the moon. It's a private podcast, but the first two episodes will be available publicly so you can try before you buy. Those episodes will appear on our Time to Die Podcast Network's master feed, which can be found through our website or by punching Time to Die Podcast Network into your podcatcher. But anyway, for those interested in getting the entire eight-episode Eclipse series, you can pledge to our private podcast here on patreon.com slash time to die RPG, or if you don't like monthly subscriptions, you can gain access to the RSS feed by making a one-time payment at ko-fi.com slash time to die RPG in the shop section. You can see Eclipse, Crater of Corruption in the shop, and you can purchase it there. Links for all that are in the description of this episode, but you can obviously find everything you need at our website, timetodierpg.com. Did you also know, we have cool new merch available at sonerdware.com slash timetodie. Go check that out, and remember, you can use the promo code TIMETODIE at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. If you're enjoying the show, we would be ever so grateful for a review on your favorite podcatcher or a shout out on social media. Post about us on Reddit or Twitter. Share us with a friend. Whatever you can do to let people know that we exist and that you think our shows are worth a listen. Want to hang out with us? We have a Discord server. The link is in the episode description or you can find it at our Time to Die website. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Time to Die RPG. Find us on Reddit at r slash time to die RPG. Tim, who plays Mads, is on Twitter at IdaGrabYourGun. Chris, who plays FearDoss, is on Twitter at ChrisRileyLCP. Aubrey, who plays Cena, is on Twitter at AubreyGray1. That's A-U-B-R-E-E-G-R-A-Y and the number one. And I, Brian Bridges, the GM of this campaign, am on Twitter at ManlyBrian. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Giants March.